Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. to see him. I'd open the Bible and this stuff that I couldn't make heads or tails of it as a kid, you know, these and thou's and all this stuff. And now I'm reading it and it's like it's speaking directly to me. I began to see his hand, his involvement, because he was answering my questions. He was dealing with me about my life. And I began to see it. God expressing his love by making sure that you see him, that you recognize that he's listening, that you, that you recognize that he's involved in your life. Sometimes it feels like the Bible was written in another language. It can be confusing and hard to follow. Pastor Robert talks today about how as you get to know the Lord more intimately, he begins to open his word to you to help you understand. Don't think that you'll be in the dark forever. Ask him earnestly and be ready to listen. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. And here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 5 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. I remember when it hit me right between the eyes. That I had been, you know, after I came to know the Lord Jesus and I realized, wait a minute, I've been taking the spirit of the living God with me into strip clubs and all kinds of disgusting environments because he was right there with me the whole time. He devoted to me. He loves me, but I didn't know it. And he'd been with me, drawing me, calling me. I just just didn't know. I I never saw it. I never recognized it. And, And then when I did, when I realized... I turned to him in faith. I began to see him. I'd open the Bible and this stuff that I couldn't make heads or tails of it as a kid, you know, these and thou's and all this stuff. And now I'm reading it and it's like it's speaking directly to me. I began to see his hand, his involvement because he was answering my questions. He was dealing with me about my life. And I began to see it. God expressing his love by making sure that you see him, that you recognize that he's listening, that you, that you recognize that he's involved in your life. But seeing him, it doesn't stop there. Because one day those who love God are going to be welcomed home to him. Some of you have you've lost people you love recently. We've had three in the last couple of weeks. Actually, I've had four because one of, one of my high school buddies had a stroke on Thursday, and they did his funeral yesterday. In Job 19, 26, Job chapter 19, verse 26, he wrote this. He said, in my flesh, I shall see God. In my flesh, I shall see God. Charles Spurgeon wrote this. 
and this, it's old school, so you'll have to kind of pay attention. But commenting on Job's statement, he said this, mark the subject of Job's devout anticipation. I shall see God. He does not say, I shall see the saints, though doubtless that will be untold felicity. It's like, that's going to that's be a happy occasion. But, but what Job says is, I shall see God. It's not, I shall see the pearly gates. I'm going to get to see the walls of Jasper. I shall gaze upon the crowns of gold. No, what Job was focused on, Job says, I shall see God. This is the sum and substance of heaven. This is the joyful hope of all believers. It's their delight to see him now in the ordinances by faith. They love to behold him in communion and in prayer, but there in heaven they shall have an open and unclouded vision and thus seeing him as he is shall be made completely like him. Likeness to God. What can we wish for more? and a sight of God. What can we desire better? Some read the passage, yet I shall see God in my flesh, and find here an allusion to Christ as the Word made flesh, and that glorious beholding of Him, which shall be the splendor of the latter days. Whether so or not, it is certain that Christ shall be the object of our eternal vision, nor shall we ever want any joy beyond that of seeing Him. Think not that this will be a narrow sphere for the mind to dwell in. It is but one source of delight, but that source is infinite. All his attributes shall be subjects for contemplation. And as he is infinite under each aspect, there is no fear of exhaustion. His works, his gifts, his love to us, and his glory in all his purposes and in all his actions, these shall make a theme which will be ever new. The patriarch looked forward to this sight of God as a personal enjoyment. Whom mine eye shall behold and not another. Take realizing views of heaven's bliss. Think what it will be to you. Thine eyes shall see the king in his beauty. All earthly brightness fades and darkens as we gaze upon it. But here is a brightness which can never dim a glory which can never fade. I shall see God. Listen, I was thinking about this, you know, because he makes a couple of profound statements there. You know, this this idea, I was confronted and convicted by the fact that, to be honest, you know, when I first read that, it's like, in my flesh I shall see God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. It's like, okay, that's cool. That'd be great. But I'm not like blown over by it. And I should be. We should be. And I see God. And as I began to contemplate, why is that such a big deal? Why should that be such a big deal? And and it's funny, I was having a conversation with somebody back in the cafe, totally different subject. But I was talking about the fact that as a young man, I remember there was one, one situation in particular where I dated, you know, 17 years old. And, and this was just the most beautiful girl that I had ever seen for about two months. And then all of a sudden, she just somehow wasn't as pretty. I'm serious. I was confused afterward. I'm like, what just happened here? Because it, it's not, she didn't change physically. She still was the same girl. But I did not find her nearly as physically attractive 
couple of months down the road. And I began to process, what, what, what's that about? What happened? And I've thought a lot, you know, just the, the whole concept of, of beauty. The first time I, I laid eyes on my wife, I just, just completely lost my mind, you know, for about, I don't know, 20 or 30 seconds. I, I couldn't breathe. I, it was just... I turned around and, and, and she was standing right there, you know, her eyes, and, and I was just blown away. And she's still beautiful, you understand. But I'm no longer speechless when I look at her. You guys with me? I was, I mean, I really was. It, it literally, I just stood there kind of dumbfounded for a few seconds. I'm no longer dumbfounded. She's gone right. She's in Israel right now. I'm looking. She comes home Wednesday night. I'm really looking forward. I miss her. I'm really looking forward to it. But when I, when I pick her up at the airport, one o'clock in the morning, <laughs> Wednesday night, you understand I'm not going to be speechless or dumbfounded. <laughs> See, what Spurgeon's trying to help us to understand is that we're going to be breathless in his presence forever. The wonder of seeing God, the, the, the little glimpses of beauty that we get, we forget that they're only the, the tiniest expressions of His beauty. The glory of a sunrise is a tiny little expression that He has given us. It's from Him. And it all fades. It's like, okay, that was, that was so, wasn't that nice? That was so nice. That was beautiful, right? But it ain't going to be like that. Because his beauty is, is, is infinite. His glory, it's infinite. And for eternity, we won't be able to exhaust it. Each of these attributes, we will never, ever fully exhaust. It'll, it'll be an adventure that goes on and on and gets more wonderful and more fulfilling and more valuable to us forever and ever and ever. One day, in your redeemed, transformed, resurrected flesh, you will see God if you love Him now. We're so blessed to be able to bring you messages from the pages of the Bible right here on Main Thing Radio. We hope you'll tune in again, but in the meantime, you can find more teachings from Pastor Robert online at MainThingRadio.com. Listen to more messages there or learn about this program. Before we come to the end of our time with you today, we'd like to ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. With more, here's Pastor Robert. We could really use your help. And you know, the, well, the Bible says that we partner together. When you support what we're doing in presenting the Word of God and the Gospel of Jesus Christ through the airwaves, we become partners in ministry and we, we could really use some partners. So would you pray about making a donation today? Thanks. God bless you. Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website once more is MainThingRadio.com. Would you also keep us in your prayers? We so appreciate your partnership and that you're a part of our valued listening audience. 
Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio. 